Welcome to Money Hacks, where we offer tips for the newcomer to the financial investment scene. So in this series, Money Hack, we've looked at harder monetary products, ranging from CPF savings to cryptocurrency and property. But there is more to investment than these traditional vehicles. There are things that you can buy to enjoy in and of themselves. And today, we look at the possibility of starting out in the world of art collecting and trading. I'm Chris Lim, Digital Editor of The Business Times, and my co-host is Ernest Lewis, Head of Podcast Productions at SPH. With us is Helmi Yusuf, Arts Correspondent of The Business Times. Welcome to the show, Helmi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, Helmi, can you give us uh, a sense of the art scene, give us an overview uh, for those who are not familiar with uh, the art scene in Singapore and the region? Um, well, as you know, um, in the past, I, I would say 20 years or so, or maybe more, uh, the Singapore has been very, very supportive of the art scene. I'm talking about the government, that is. Uh, it's worked towards building uh, an exciting art scene. Um, infrastructurally, we've seen new bu- new museums being built, um, most notably National Art Gallery. And that's a fantastic, uh, you know, multi-million dollar kind of institution. And if you haven't been there, you should, because it's got fantastic art, uh, either in Singapore or around the region. And um, I, I personally, I, I would rank it uh, among one of the best museums in the world. That That's my personal point of view. And I don't think I'm biased. <laughs> or maybe I am. Who knows? Um, it's all right to be biased. <laughs> uh, but Southeast Asia is also, a, a, the, as a region, it's been, it's been heating up, I suppose. Um, particularly... Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, these these countries have been um have had very healthy art scene with good uh collectors supporting and buying their art. And then um Thailand is coming up. Um uh that's also another exciting art scene. So a- as a region, I think Southeast Asia's art scene uh is on the rise. But what does a a beginner need to do to get into art? Say, I, I've never bought art before. Should I be going to art fairs? Should I be surfing the web? How should I get into it? Right. Uh, okay. So th- okay. So let, let let's differentiate between art buying and art collecting. If you're just buying art, you you can buy anything you want. Okay. But if you're talking about collecting, if you're talking about seriously picking good pieces of art that might. Um, rise in value in time to come. If you want to get into serious art collecting, um, you have to do your homework. You have to understand something about art history and where that artist and artwork and where that practice uh, fits into the larger context of art history. So what you're saying is that even if I'm a crazy rich young Asian with lots of money to spend, I I can't just... uh throw money at it and jumpstart my way into uh, an art collection that has some residual value or even appreciates over time. Actually, if you're a crazy, crazy rich Asian, you would be able to buy blue chip artworks. And blue chip artworks, just like a Rolex, would hold its value much better than something that costs a few thousand dollars. You know, um, And also, if you're a crazy rich Asian, you would have advisors. Uh, people who are actually learned in these matters, uh, art consultants who know w- which artists are considered uh, hot names in the art scene and, and whose practices are well regarded by curators and whose works are being shown in museums and biennales across the world. 
And there's a high chance that uh, these works will hold their value really well, if not appreciate. But could you at least give us a sense of the, the price ranges we're looking at? If I want something that holds its value, am I looking at four digits, five digits, or should I not even think about uh, you know anything that holds its value if it's not six digits and onwards? To be on the safe side, uh, an artwork uh, that's considered blue chip in the in this region's context would cost you at least ten thousand dollars, at least. Um, that said, of course, there are a lot of um, young, interesting, very talented artists who are making good works, who are getting a lot of attention from curators, who are considered uh, hot up-and-coming names, so to speak, whose works are still selling for 3 4K. And if you're willing to take the risk, um, you can. And, and if you want to support the artist's career, then, then you should. Um, you see, the artworks that hold the best value are uh, artworks by, unfortunately, dead artists. Because the thing about dead artists is that you've seen the entire trajectory of his or her career, and you know where this person is situated in the larger context of art history. And therefore, those artworks hold value. You know, your Chong Su Ping, your um, Georgette Chen and so on and so forth, the Nanyang artists, right? Uh, they, they, they are the ones that, that fetch the highest values. Um, also, veterans like Iskandar Jalil and uh, Jimmy Ong, um, th- th- those, those are also very much in demand. So, Helmi, let's say I'm different from Chris. So, I'm playing the scenario of, uh, I'm playing a character which is a rich, older Asian guy, you know, what to you, I mean, are these wealthy Taukes out there like me, what are they buying into? Is the Nanyang art scene hot amongst them? Who are they buying? Because I want to know if I can get in on the similar type of uh, action there. And I have a team of full-timers who can do these things for me. Right. Uh, look, if, if, you have, if you have all the money in the world, then... <laughs> uh, you can appear to have good taste as well. <laughs> Your walls will be uh, adorned with uh, the great artists, uh, artists whose works are very distinctive. Yeah. You know, you, if you go to any rich Taukes house, well, many rich Taukes house, you'll find, you'll easily find a Chong Su Ping painting right. if, Wh- if that person collects art. What's the appeal there? Because I'm, I'm, I'm totally new, but I have money. Just, I'm wondering what's the appeal in this Nanyang art scene. Uh, the Nanyang artists were very, very critical to Singapore's art history. They were our pioneer, pioneers, and they helped um, um, blend um, back then what was then the modern Western style of painting, and they um, they crafted that vocabulary. Um, into a, a Southeast Asian style of painting, so that that made it very special. And being pioneers, of course, we we now recognize them as um, the people who paved the way for artists today. Now, if I wanted to look away from the Nanyang art scene in this region, is there any other artists from other countries that I should be looking at? You mentioned Thailand. What about Philippines and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thailand Thailand is up and coming, but uh, the Filipino art scene has been hot for... uh, Mm, a little less than a decade, I suppose. Indonesia art scene has been hot for a long time. Uh, Malaysian auction scene is pretty hot. Um, 
So so those scenes are all worth getting into. But each scene has its own uh, sort of complex ecology. So yes, I, I would definitely suggest that you, you get a, an advisor to tell you what to purchase, what prices to purchase them at, because some prices are fair and some may not be. F- food for thought and some very sensible advice there. Helmi, thanks for being with us on the show. My pleasure. Look out for more podcasts on various topics on The Business Times and The Straits Times. Now to you, our listener, we'd like to invite you to pose your own questions or scenarios to moneyhacks at podcast at sph.com.sg. That brings us to the end of this episode of Money Hacks, where we help you make sense of trends and your finances. Do note that any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.